I'm Alexandra Kreis and you're listening to Outer Travel in a Journey. Journeying now for 30 years into the life and practice of yoga, I have met many who have taken interesting turns when past extraordinary bumps and reached unexpected places. People with whom I shared conversations about everyday struggles, intimate realizations, larger questions, ideas and dreams. So today, I'm passing on the mic to one of them so we could hear and celebrate the wisdom in people's differences and experiences. Welcome to Outer Journey, Inner Travel, here today with Dale Tobin in Northern England, York. Hello, Dale. Hello, good morning. Good morning here. How are you doing? Good morning. Yeah, it's a little bit later here already. I feel it's a Today has already kind of grabbed me. I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, doing very well. Very well today. Thank you. Yeah, it's nice and sunny out where you're sitting there with us. So that's beautiful. So Dale, I mean, I, when I saw what you do, I got really excited because I only read about it so far. And Dale and I are going to talk about psychic surgery today and forms a form of healing that maybe not many people know. So maybe... You might want to introduce what does that mean, psychic surgery? Is that woo-woo? Is that esoteric? Is that or is that real? <laughs> so, so it's for, firstly, um, I'd say from when I first heard about psychic surgery, there are some stories out there, a lot of uh, misinformation about it, what it truly means. Uh, from from my, my journey of doing it, psychic surgery is basically holding space for someone and being able to scan their energy field and look into them their energy their aura their spirit and take bits out which need to be taken out or say add in bits of light which need to be added so each psychic surgery is so different there's not just one cookie cut away to do psychic surgery sessions Uh, so it's something I expanded from my own Reiki journey that I was able to read auras and I was able to perceive colors so say if you get usually a being would come and they've got kind of like a blue auric field that's usually the case some some beings have different color auras Uh, so I'd be able to scan the auric field through my third eye and it was a case of me learning and learning more about the body learning more about the spirit and how the spirit connects to the dream world as well and how important our dreams are connected to our body and how important regularly purging of the body's toxicity purging of the body's crap so psychic surgery for me was just I was able to do the Reiki, but then I was able to see much more through the client. I was able to look through all the auric field, any accords which are attached to people of unforgiveness. That's usually a case which I can pick up with people. If they've got unresolved karma with people from the childhood or their past, present and future. So psychic surgery is just a case of me being able to uh, bring in light, light generation to the client. Uh, say if I have someone who's very, I've got a lot of darkness, I've got a lot of shadow light around them. I'd be able to produce more light generation and help them remove dense energy from the field and give them more comfortable energy to work with. Yeah, and what is being misunderstood about it? So because you meant you went straight away, there's a lot of stories out there. So what would you try <laughs> to clear up about it? Let's talk uh, about it right now. So 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 there was a story when I first heard about it, there was some with everything positive I do believe there's a lot of sometimes negative things behind it to make try and gaslight it a little bit and there was a story I heard about a man who was uh, something like scamming people and pretending to take stuff out the body like 
they'd have a tumor and it'd take them out. And for me, I, I don't believe that story. It's not my, I don't follow stories. And if it is, if it did happen, it did happen. But my, my own experience of it is much different. And I believe everyone has a potential to be a psychic surgeon. And we have learning the Reiki skills that you're learning, say the Shokure, the Daikumo, where you're putting in Reiki symbols to people. This is expanding the, the awareness of the actual heat practitioner so they're able to understand much more of a deeper level of the client and go more into the surgery area where they have to remove stuff, just like Reiki, removing stuff, adding stuff, clearing away stuff if there's any ghost or dark stuff attached to them. It's about being able to remove that from them as well. So it's nothing mm -hmm. bad at all. It's it's such a beautiful thing because everyone can do it. And for me, it's kind of like I feel like I've done it in many of my past lives and it's kind of me coming mm -hmm. back into this space of my my awareness did this happen to you there yourself uh, yes so in 2012 i had a visitation where i seen my ancestors all around me and they were showing me different um images and different there was like a, this board of egyptian language going up and down and they were showing me all these different symbols and from then i had that awakening process where i realized that I was looking for something and the thing I was looking for was myself. I was trying to figure out who I was. I was so lost. I was lost in addiction, darkness, all sorts of different things. And I had mm. my first angelic Reiki um, session. And from there, I got into the energy and that was it for me. Uh, I was like, right, this this is where I want to be because it felt normal. It felt real. It felt truthful. And from there, mm. I've expanded, expanded. And I've come a long way on my journey. And each day I am doing more inner work on myself. And that's important. So, um, so yeah, it was something I got into when I did the Reiki and I realized there was much more going on as well as just doing the Reiki symbols. There was much more got going on with my aura, my crown chakra, uh, my back and all different types of stuff. Yeah. And I'm familiar with that story because I think I, I, I was trying to remember the book, but I read so many books lately. But I think part of the idea was when somebody was trying to get credit, give credit to psychic surgery is that we do often only believe what we can see. So if, you know, his idea was, you know, like he would kind of use old organs of chickens or something, you know, to pull something bloody out of the hand. And, um, yeah. and I've, And one of his clients I found so amazing, she was saying, you know, she was healed from such a tumor and he, he also saw that there was blood coming out and so on and so forth. And to her, it didn't matter that he was a scam in that way, but she kind of said, it doesn't matter because to me, it matters what happened to me, you know, after I was kind of completely released of it. So, yeah. <laughs> and, the, that, and, and that's, That's it. The, uh, the the feeling for me, what gives me my own truth is my own story of me healing myself through some dark times and being able to be balanced and have clients and still be a human. And that was one of the biggest things for me was waking up to the awakening process, but being grounded and understanding not to get too far in the light, not to get too far in the dark, but trying to be as human as much as possible. And that's where I felt that I was I needed to ground myself a little bit because sometimes yeah. you can get lost in the light that all you see is light and you become you become a bit of a zealot to your own your own cause uh, so I went through that zealotism stage um, and I've come out the other side and for me what I've helped people with I've helped many people come from severe sexual abuse se severe attacks uh, severe anxiety 
And I've seen with my own eyes through the eight to 10 years of experience of holding space for people is find get helping them. It's not me doing the work. Well, I am doing work on them, but it's usually the case that they're finding their own light and finding their own sovereignty again. And I'm just there to help them realize you can do this. You can heal and you can have mm. a life where you can enjoy it and you can be happy and not let paranoia take, take hold of you anymore, which I've mm. experienced a lot of people have. Uh, so for me, it gives me inspiration because when I look at the stories I've gone through, I've helped many people, myself included, being here today. And I'm actually I'm happy with my life. I've got kids. I'm in a, such a good place. And that's all due down to me giving the intention and effort into myself and doing inner work all the time. And then not just stopping because I'm a healer. Always continue. Like lately, the summer solstice has come in. And for me, summer solstice, because there's more light coming in, people's shadows come out to play more so it's kind of like the sun shining on things and you see more of the shadow when we're coming into more of the photonic light so lately I've been doing loads of inner work on my programming as a kid and each year there's new stuff oh shit I've got this I need to work on and I go do that inner work on that and it's slowly unraveling and unraveling to make me become more of a greater person in the now so yeah you touched upon this um and I mean, I've worked in the healing world so long and I, I know all these kind of things and they become like a concoction. Everybody says the same. They do it with a different method. So to me, it's always too, uh, more intriguing to go into details because what does, you know, like what do you do to stay connected to the energetic field, right? I mean, a lot of people don't even understand that. They think like Reiki is just somebody, you know, like uh, until they feel it because the hands are hot, you know, so if you're a sensitive person, you might feel that. But what is it that kind of keeps you uh, trusting in, in that the world is a much bigger playground than some of us might believe? Uh, so, so for me, it was about understanding that we are controlled in our reality and we have restrictions on us if we have to make money if we have to work we have to do this do that there's so much restrictions on us and for me the healing path has helped me regain myself and understanding that i'm not giving my power away to a government anymore i appreciate there are some good things bad things i don't want to talk about that because i don't go into conspiracy because all that creates is more polarity more untrust mm -hmm. and I understand the many layers that are out there and there are some nasty things. But for me, it's all about the self, doing the self-work and going to all parts of yourself where you've lost trust with the world, you've lost trust with the universe. And say, for instance, let's have an example of a child who's been abused. So when you go through younger and you've been abused, you, as a child, you're always connected to the great spirit. You've always got that source connection with you. But mm. when the abuse happens, that's when it can be kicked out of you and you lose trust and lose faith in what's real so for me it was always about helping and unraveling back to source connection and how can I get back to be source connected and that was through working on my traumas working on through forgiveness forgiving everyone forgiving the government forgiving absolutely everyone in my life so I can be free again and it's just been a case of me integrating that and being grounded as possible and that's one of the biggest things is a lot of people out there with overthinking doing so many things it's so important to be grounded in your body to experience being here instead of out there all the time mm, what do you mean with i know what you mean but i'm just doing this for the listen what do you mean with being out there what's the difference for you it's just... uh, so so say a case of someone who comes to see me who can't stop overthinking and and they have a thought 
then another thought comes, then all of a sudden they've got a mind trail which has taken them on with paranoia to a different reality. For me, when that happens, if anybody's listening and watching now, if that does happen, um, it's basically you're not in your body anymore. So when you have those overthinking thoughts, it's to realize, to tell yourself, I am not in my body anymore. I take a deep breath and I ground myself and become myself and let myself be into my feet and my legs. So it's just a process of remembering, remembering that. I just two seconds. I'm just, there's just someone come up two seconds. Mum. Perfect. Sorry about that. My son was literally about to run through the water gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw your concerned like looks and you were like, oh. I was like, no, there we go. But, but, um, so, but that's so, yeah, right be... as well, right? We're living in a, I mean, we live in that kind of embodiment. As you said, you know, I'm trying to be human. So a lot of people that kind of think of healing and find that, um, in particular, when we talk about Reiki and psychic surgery, it seems so inhuman, you know, so supernatural, even, even that. And that makes us afraid. I think a lot of people are afraid of that. Am I losing control? But I think what we're talking about right here is we already lost control because we're looking always to the outside, you know, like how can yeah. I perform correctly? How can I kind of fit in? How do I make my money? How do I make my... Um, whatever day-to-day -day life happen. And this kind of leads then eventually that we orient, or that's how I see it, you know, that I orient myself more and more to outside things and lose the initiative trust in life, like, as you say, like children have, you know. Um, that's it. So and and, mm. and breath work, that's been one of the most uh, beneficial things as well as learning breath work. And breath work can really help you become in your body and, one of the main things people have is not being in the body all the time. And because of trauma, they're not in the body that because of sexual abuse, they can't stand to be in the body anymore. So the the reason when going back to the that question you asked about being out there, you have people mm. sometimes who are always 60% out of the body because of trauma. So when they actually yeah. do come into the body, they, the, the trauma is kicking them out again and realizing that they have to work on that trauma have the the warrior self come through and and forgiveness so on and so forth yeah that's what you said earlier you know that you have to work on your shadow side and then essentially that is to be kind of related to tantra i mean i come from ayurveda yoga tantra you know so and tantra is all about the you know understanding that everything is beautiful and that if you reject something or that you kind of make somebody something better you know it uh, you cannot never become and feel whole because it goes straight into this separating issue and if we live more and more in, um, as matter uh, Joe, Dr. Joseph Spencer often talks about it like you know the more you think of everything that you need to do is like the more you become matter and then it condenses and solidifies you know so um and then when we need to come out of that, we need to actually feel we, the connection with everything around us. But we can't do that all the time because then we're too loopy, you know. So, yeah, it's kind of I like what you said about um, also, even though um, you only give sessions, you know, and then you heal people, so to speak, you know, or you kind of help people on the way. What is what do you feel about or what is your success? 
with people or are they coming back because they can't maintain it? We just talked about it, you know, like we all need to integrate stuff. Um, yeah. So for, for me, what was important for me was not knowing, not just doing. And uh, so the psychic surgery sessions, I do say it usually I'd have a 12 month cycle where they'd pay for one session a month and they'd get counseling as well. And for me, this is what I'm, I've been doing at the moment is I've been planning on teaching psychic surgery, but just the, the psychic surgery, that's part of it. And that's so important to realize that psychic surgery is only a part of it. The, the next part is for you to learn spiritual hygiene, spiritual cleanliness, inner work, uh, regular upkeep of meditation, learning how to still your mind, loads of different avenues. So the psychic surgery is just a part of expansion. And I've had some great, great sessions where people have come and feel like they've got themselves back through one session but for me it's then taking it to the next level and not just coming in to have a quick fix and say if I come to see you for a session I don't go with the intention that you are going to fix me and after this section that's it I'm done it's about understanding that healing a gentleman called Andrew Bartis a uh, very good saying that healing is not an event it's a process and a lot of people think healing is an event but it's a process we have to be doing all the time. And that's my my things to help people maintain themselves and how to go forward and plan uh, plan stuff like, say, contra-evocations, invocations, where it's saying out loud with prayer format what you don't want in your life, what you do want in your life. So psychic surgery for me as a practitioner is only a part of what I do. And the whole scale of things is I try and help people have psychic surgery sessions, but maintain their spiritual hygiene and return themselves to sovereignty, which is that's mm. the big the big picture. Mm. So you were saying that, of course, with the pandemic, you also got kind of um, pushed into online um, consultancies and different healing. How do how do people perceive that? How does that work? I mean, can you describe it in any form? Yeah. Uh, so, so I'd connect to someone through my third eye and my crown chakra. So through my third eye, would there be a beam of light? And through my crown chakra, there would be a beam of light. And through the blur of my back, there'd be light coming out as well. And I'd start off, say, at the start of the session, I'd have a white light. So um, from my base, sacral, sacrum and the solar, I'd, I install extra light generation throughout my session. So next to my chakras would be a few extra lights. And I'd turn these lights on. And so say like fog lights, just have the image of a fog light. I'd be doing the session and I'd be sending light through my, my third eye, my crown. And with that, I'd be using these hands to go up and down the body. And I'd perceive, say, the legs. And I'd look into the legs and see if what's going on in the legs, if there's a disconnection from the leg to the head or if there's anything attached to the leg. So I'd slowly go around all the auric field, all the body. Then what I'd do is very important to people is that I'd, visualize and set them up in a simulated dream space so i'd look at them sleeping and i'd understand the body and a lot of people can't sleep deep because they've got leg problems or they've got back problems and the back or the legs wake them up before they should be awake so say if i've got really bad sciatica in my legs or my back mm -hmm. it'd wake me up from a deep sleep and i wouldn't be able to go into that deep sleep mode so i'd be able to see the client waking up as well and i'd look around the body and perceive which bits are waking up before the client should be awake. So then I'd give a reading that leg work needs to be done, body work needs to be done, your intestinal tract's really off, or your gut and your liver, your kidneys. So for me, it's expansion, expansion of me learning the skill and how can I expand more 
to give the client what they want and, and as well as giving them the healing tools to for them to go away mm-hmm. and lockdown came for me and it, it made me expand more and more use more of the rainbow colors in my my sessions so it was great because it made me become more of a master in my own the, the you know the distant healing stuff yeah and um so when you talk about that they lie down how does that work when you kind of do it online or oh, okay so distant healing as in like you know you don't see each other like we do now on this platform but you would you tell somebody like you've got to lie down at that certain time so I can see it or yeah so so usually it would be a case of either if they want to lie down or if they want to sit down and I'd go through the the PMR which is going back to hypnotherapy when I learned that uh, it's a personal mu- muscle relaxation technique so mm-hmm. each client I'd have to go through a relaxation technique so they'd go into such a low brainwave state so they can go into relaxation mode then I'd do the psychic surgery work and one of the important things I do is protect the space with a prayer called the seven directions which is uh, originally from the Native American uh, Cocopelli clan and it's basically where you call to the east call to the south the west the north above and below within and I ask for guardians angels or ancestors to come in from each direction so before I do the session will have the ancestors come and help me or any psychic surgeon ancestors or any any beings who are working with the client. So we'd all come together and would have a hold, a sacred space. The client would then be relaxed. Then I can expand my auric field to the client, do the reading and send my energy safely. Mm. Mm. Oh, very super interesting. I love it. I mean, there's so many ways of helping other people and connecting to you. How did you... How did you decide to set up a practice? Yeah, so, I, so I, I did my I, I did my Reiki and I started doing teaching Reiki. But if I'm being honest with you, I did I teach Reiki before I was ready to teach Reiki, and I kind of had to. I, I, I literally threw in the kitchen sink. Where I was like, right, I want to learn Reiki. I want to teach it, but I wasn't mentally ready to teach Reiki. I didn't have the capacity to be responsible with my energy, be responsible for my environment, be responsible. And I didn't trust myself at that point. So this is going back to the inner work. And when, so I started doing the Reiki teaching and I was just doing left, right and center. And I got to the point in 2014 where I got really low and I went through a bit of a nasty stage for like four months of just, what is this? I can't deal with this. And it was all to do with my inner traumas. And the universe was telling me, you need to fix these, these need to be resolved. And I finally got the message and I said, right, this is a process I have to upkeep, regularly clean myself out, regularly detach from my clients, because that was a big thing, detaching from the clients. And this is one of the things which I want to help other practitioners out there is I do ceremonies and rituals where I disconnect from all my clients. So I'm not thinking about them at all anymore. I'm not dreaming with them and they're taking any of my energy from the unseen world Uh, and that was Mm. a big thing for me disconnecting from clients not thinking after the session I hope I've healed them I hope they've had a great time blah 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 it's holding the space in a neutral environment sharing my light with them giving them my intention for what they've paid for that hour or hour and a half so and so forth and disconnecting from that and I couldn't do that I had kids as well and it just crashed on me until I figured out a system where I had to do inner work, had to do revocations, had to do, um, say, hyperbaric chambers or flotation tanks, colonics, all those type of stuff, which has helped me grow. Yeah, it's. I think when I hear you saying that, what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, 
when we touch upon the healing path, a lot of us get ignited and they get kind of, you know, you, you're being pulled out of all these demands, you know, uh, make money, have a career, you know, be somebody. And uh, you, you see the beauty of that world. And at the same time, we don't trust it. I see this so much in yoga, you know, or in Ayurveda, you know, a lot of people, they get to know yoga and before they know it, they want to, they want to teach it or they want to teach Ayurveda and little experience they have. And a lot of, you know, like it becomes a whole total kind of uh, easy frame to the science of and the, of course, you know, also the, the depth of the healing path. But I do understand because in some of our programming is then, okay, yeah, I love this. So I better do something with it. You know, like it needs to give me money as well now. <laughs> and and yeah. the, the zealot side of me, which thought the universe was just going to give me all the clients and I could be this Reiki teacher and I'd have clients left, right and center. I got a big slap in the face was just no you need marketing skills you need to be grounded you need to do this and and be a human as well and that's the journey of not being just spiritual yeah. i am a human i am a three-dimensional human as well as this infinite human i have to yeah. be here experiencing this reality to keep me grounded and keep me sane so i don't go far off in the light where i, I lose a lot of people lose touch with the families don't speak to the families yeah. anymore because their yeah. ego gets in the way of them they, they, they stop yeah. eating protein they start the start all of these spiritual sicknesses come into play and I've been through there those and I've obviously learned how to maintain myself to be happy yeah uh, and this is a really timely uh, conversation thank you for all that you know you're mentioning the marketing and all that and and I know that um, for example I come from ancient your your wisdom is as ancient as mine but mine is you know like okay there is this whole idea of yoga and how the how they move and a lot of these uh, spiritual paths they come with a whole guidebook like a bible you know you should not ask for money you should not do this you should not you should ask for donations and it's so arbitrary in in what we're trying to do in this world we cannot use a language that nobody understands you know and expect to be again back in the time when people walked up the mountain to see the holy man, we have evolved, you know? And so yeah. that's what I'm hearing you saying, you know, a lot of us, we need to learn to evolve with that, uh, with how, what do I give? And to, to really be clear in what do I give? Not, I can give everything. <laughs> so that, I heard you say that as well. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. um, I'm going to give this. And this is how I deal with it. And I like that with the detachment as well, that idea of detaching from the science. Um, yeah, and and giving the um, giving the core energy as well. There's there's a big part which is um, so your core energy. A lot of people say if you want to heal someone and you want to heal them so bad, you give them a bit of your core energy. And a lot of practitioners do that. And it's about maintaining and realizing you've got to maintain your own energy. Look after, like you say, reserve it so you're not giving all the time. There's an equal balance going on. And yeah. for me was learning about not to give my core energy to my clients and if if you can't help them or can't do it just come to realization that that's the way it's meant to be and don't give any more effort energy and put more all your core energy in there because you're just going to get burnt out and not have the energy for the rest of the week so it's about maintaining and giving someone energy giving them space but in in the heart but not overdoing it and and that's when you can go to get a bit slippery down there mm.
that's part of addiction as well. You know, I was just thinking about that. You said you came from addiction and we haven't really touched upon that. And that's up to you whether you want to. But I feel like when people come into the healing path, they come also into an addictive part. I am somebody who's worthy and you know, I want to see that you mentioned this little sentence there about like, you know, what oh, did they get? Did they get what I needed? You know, are they healed now? Was I the source of that? Or, oh, no, I surrender that. But it's an addiction, isn't it, in itself, almost yeah. like when you get attached to the results. And that's the, the biggest part of learning on the spiritual path, you know, like everything is, you know. <laughs> so, Definitely. Um, and and not yeah. speak, say, when you finish the client is, say, doing a ritual where, so when I finish the clients, what I'll do is I'll say I'll close all portals to this client and I'll bring in my blue bodies, maybe take a walk and disconnect from them. Just say out loud, I'm disconnecting from the session. Uh, then I'll, I'll speak about this now. Uh, so the ceremony which I talked about, which is vitally, I'd recommend for everyone out there who is a practitioner, uh, is what is called a one degree of separation fire ceremony. Uh, so what I'll do is each month I'll write down every single name of every single client I've got and I'll open a fire and i'll open a sacred space i'll call in my protection sage myself so i'm ready and what i'll do is i'll get each and every client's name and i'll say out loud in this present moment i declare my one degree of separation from say tom roger and I'll, what i'll do is say i'll release you in, in zero debt and zero karma and i'll burn the name and i'll see a release and i'll do it to each and every person because when i do that I disconnect my my um sorry about that I just went off there so i disconnect my dream world from the actual clients themselves yeah. uh, so that's regularly if you anybody feels stuck that they're taking on the client's energies all the time write their own names down burn them in a fire declare the one degree of separation and close yeah. off the space welcome in the new clients pray for new clients uh, so that for me was vitally important to do that process wonderful so as a final word i mean you gave us such a lovely gift there talking about the ceremony i think a lot of people picked that up already you know intuitively what you're sending us there as a form of separation but is there something that you want to maybe mention to people what you offer is there something that's on the card right now or maybe just a word of advice next to what we talked about already yes so myself i i i'm a psychic surgery practitioner and if anybody does want assistance on learning about how to integrate spirituality so they can become more balanced, really. Uh, I'm here, and uh, obviously my details will be with you. Uh, and that's probably that. what I want to say about myself, but is about, I'd say, sovereignty and how important going into this, um, going post-COVID, or if it's going to continue for ages, is about we've given time to do more inner work on ourselves. And I do believe personally that there is a, a, a big reason behind what's going on on the earth at the moment, and that's giving people to disconnect from the busy life and even if obviously work doesn't come and there's that always remembering you can do something with a pen even if you don't have any money there's always a way you can find to find happiness go out speak to a tree do a meditation and learn how to love yourself and that was for me one of the most important things when I was going through my money problems money issues was how to not let money control my emotions and once my emotions were better and I was able to say learn saving learn all these regular human things my life was just, it felt so much better. I felt more grounded. So work, my my recommendation would just be work on yourself, celebrate summer solstice, know that we've got a very special time coming when we go from the spring to the solstice and to get out there, celebrate, get out and dance, 
get out and re- get out and really be a human express love to people express if you've got a relationship where you want to tell someone mm-hmm. you love them tell them you love them and just make the most of what we can do in this now moment and yeah look after and heal ourselves yeah beautiful thank you and just stay real i i keep hearing you say you know just be real don't try to hide it become holy or think there you can live in the light all the time <laughs> you know that's what you said initially <laughs> so i really enjoyed this conversation there thank you so much for your time and insights yeah. mm. thank you and, yes and yes just a quick quickly touching on that before we before we say goodbye is remembering that you are a human and that we all are equal co-creators non-competitional beings by nature and it's only competition hierarchy from the reality like you say about programming which has made us become like that so it's about re evolving in a way that you can rewire your own self and know that you and me are on the same level we're all the time anyone watching even the the guy who's doing the bins or someone who's doing a job which you have judgment against that we are all the same and we are all the same level and there's no hierarchy at all and if you are in the light working community and you have gone through an awakening check watch the ego and and see how it subtly comes in where you have to be this light being and your information's better than this person and all of that shit which you can if you want to go down that path, there's only it's only going to turn into some nasty, nasty dark nights of the soul for you. So, uh, which I've experienced, and I'm here to tell my own story. Yeah, beautiful. I wish we could, would have talked about that dark experience. So we've ran away with time again, um, yeah. but maybe at some other time. And I, I yeah. hear you working on telling your story anyway. So <laughs> we might yeah. hear from you. In, in um, yeah, I'd love form. to. I really appreciate for coming on. It's been a really great experience. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you, dear listener. As you know, the show notes are there on the website and you can get Dale's website uh, information or look on Instagram. We have it all out there. So thank you, dear listener. And thank you, Dale, once more for this fun conversation and have a good week and a good summer solstice. Enjoy summer. Get out and dance. (laughs) 